You ready, Damon? Bonjour. We'll do just two different European languages. You're listening to Ergo in any language that you can understand here on WHBK, ergoradio.com. I'm Kiss. I am Damon. I'm going to uh, go ahead and break the suspense. Most of it is going to be English from here on out. That's, that's fair. I don't have too much more into my sleeve, but this is 88.5 WHBK. The accent was semi-strong. Though. I, I, I kind of can do it. Okay. Uh, ergoradio.com with... The radio post loudness, those are all the people. I hope that I hope that you, wherever you are, if you're listening to this as we are saying it, if you're listening to this at your leisure. Hope hope you're alright. At your leisure. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Well, I'm feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good. And we have a very special guest here as always. Um, I guess there yeah, I can't say a very special guest and then always have it be a very special (laughs) guest. But I'm excited about the guest here today. Before we get to that Well no, let's let's challenge that. Because I think compared to the general population, (laughs) they are all special. That's true. Or or everybody's special. uh, Well, Okay. <laughs> Y'all can't see it at home. I can't take Damon seriously because he's wearing, without no. even realizing it, I'm uh, going to put you on blast, uh. an American flag sweater. I did realize that that's what it was. So, I, all right. Now I got to tell the story. Yeah, no, so, let's do a community announcement right, then we'll get into right, the sweater right, before right. we get to I'm our, taking it off already. Because, <laughs> so a couple community announcements. First of all, uh, there's a web series. There are two web series doing premieres tonight in Chicago. Um, I don't think you could be at both, but I do suggest that you watch both web series. One is Brujos, uh, Ricky Gamboa, Ergo Lum, uh, uh, episodes like 5 through 12. So the end of the first season premieres tonight at the National Museum of Mexican Art. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I've seen a little bit, and I make a young cameo in there. Uh, so definitely go through support that. Also, there's a web series that's shot in Oakland that's doing a premiere tonight called The North Pole um, that looks really funny, and it's um, like kind of sitcom style or kind of like a comedic series style, but it engages with gentrification and climate change and just people being ridiculous. It looks really funny, so check that out. It's at 423 South Wabash tonight, 425 South Wabash. Um, tomorrow night, uh, Ergo Alum, Ray Chardonnay, and one of my favorite DJs in the city, Coochie Fruit, are doing a uh, night. I can't remember the location, but check our Twitter. I'll post the link there. Um, on Saturday night, speaking of DJs, this kid's going to be DJing the Chicago Community Bond Fund fundraiser. Surprise. Anniversary party. I will be hosting this. I know, the surprise, but <laughs> surprise for y'all. Oh, okay. And, I thought uh, it was a surprise for you as well. <laughs> Malcolm London and Ethos will be performing, and it's for... Is it Miriam going to be here? And Miriam Cobb is going to be... Man, wow. It's just a, a who's who of Ergo <laughs> among other things they do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's maybe the best of all the causes, so come through, support that. Um... And then looking forward a little bit, John Michael is performing on the 18th at Sub T. Anything else you want to throw in there? I was going to say that one. Okay. But also, no, big, big, this is actually kind of important. Uh, this Friday and Saturday at Riddle's Comedy Club in Alsip, right off 111th and Cicero, my father, also known as Damon Williams. Um, well, that's Damon Williams' dad. <laughs> uh, is celebrating his 25th anniversary in comedy. So not many people spend 25 years doing anything, especially a creative art, especially sub- sustaining your life from it. And like, you know, kind of making a good life for me. So yeah. I am very proud of him. He's a very good person. He's a, a master of his craft and he's going to have a good time. So it's four shows, I think eight and 10 Friday and Saturday. They will soon be sold out. So mm-hmm. if you want to come, come. If you really know me, I might be able to get you in, but I don't know. Can you get me in? 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> this whole show, we've done 114 episodes for that moment. Um, you caught me. <laughs> man, I thought we were doing this for a long time, but 25 years in yeah. comedy. Damn. Yeah. So anyway. Sh- kudos, shout out. Now, let's, kudos, let's shout out to Dad. Yes. And to my dad, too. Jerry yeah. Kisslinger, shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to Pops. 25 years of... <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Of raising me. Yeah, you know. There you go. I am also 25, which is which is like the cool thing about the story. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Whew. <laughs> we are I'm announced. entertained. <laughs> we just decided you'll be the, the in-room audience today. <laughs> I'm, I'm entertained. Man, I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, we met just just about a week ago. Um, a few, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had already heard your name and you're a... I've gotten tired of giving people bios. You want to tell people very briefly. First of all, Koryama Couture is here. <laughs> you want to give people a little feel of what it is you do? Like, how do you describe it? Um, I describe my work by saying I cultivate and create space surrounding the ABCs, which is art, beauty, culture, and sexuality. And I guess ah, like oof, the S, I like yes. to throw in of the S. <laughs> it's you not know? the ABC, it's the ABCs. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> We're also so, going to interrupt you. Sometimes. No, no, it's all <laughs> good. Warning. No, it's cool. But I feel like like the, you know, the S of ABCs is really at the forefront of my art practice. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you say them again? I want to art, art, beauty, beauty culture, culture sexuality. sexuality. I like it. Yeah. So the S has been at the forefront. I've just been creating um, as many spaces and things I can. The sex kiki is like primarily my art practice. So yeah. I host. Wait, wait. You could do cabs. You could do scab. Sexuality, culture. That's no good though. Oh, I was like, wait, what? Scab. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna think about that one. I'm gonna take that one. I'm gonna put that one in my pocket. If you no. get an I in there, intersectionality, you could do basic. There's a lot oh. of. Okay, Ooh, I might, play, I might, I might play with the basic. We could one. play this game for that's, a while. That's way better than scabs. <laughs> yeah, basic is better than scabs. Um, but that may be like a healing thing. Scab. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you like, know, scabs are all right. No, I'm gonna write. Th- I'm seriously, taking, I'm <laughs> no. seriously taking notes. Take notes. <laughs> but yeah, like so, I host a monthly pop up sex talk. It's like a forum, open forum called Sex Kiki, and that's been primarily my art practice of like creating mm-hmm. healing space and like sex as wellness um, and sex as a healing art. And so also I'll be um, hosting a show when I'm interviewing queer black people of a spectrum of identity experiences and lifestyle choices called Queer the Air. Um, I'll be doing a live show next week on the 18th. Okay. Um, Where's it going to be? Get on the, the Geo Lofts. Uh, so that's in Bridgeport from 9 to 11. We'll have Ashley Ray. Hey. If you follow Ashley Ray on social yeah. media, you know, she's a sex positive royalty. She's just always telling stories. We're about to have her up here too. Yes, I, I thought yes. I saw that on the list. She's yeah. awesome. And I then want to speak out of turn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna raise our hands. Yes, and then we're gonna have Keon Dillon. Keon is really dope from Mississippi. Has a lot of experiences. Um, a queer identified male. Um, and so we're just gonna talk a little bit, shoot the shit. Um, but yeah, like my practice, I you know I'm an esthetician. I do a lot of different things, but it's based in like understanding and conversation. So yeah, so. One of the things that I've been thinking about a lot. Well, slow your roll. When slow your roll, you're going too fast. So now that we oh got that God. bio introduction, we do need to ground ourselves. Oh yeah, we have a practice. Come on, like man. I've never done this. Before. <laughs> so before we get into all of this wonderful conversation, which I'm really excited about because this is like a kind of an area that we have not touched. So I, I'm I'm more eager to learn which than to like guide. <laughs> but before we before we get into it, we always like to ask, mm-hmm. how is the world treating you, and how are you treating the world? in this time, on this day, in this week, in this season? Mm -hmm. Two-part question. Um, I'm always 
thinking like I am a reflection of my environment and the environment is a reflection of me. So I feel like the world has been kind to me. Um, the universe fuck with me hardcore. Like I be just like, you really fuck with me. Like all these great things be happening. Of course, it, it you know, I'm like, oh, it takes a lot of responsibility too with blessings. Mm-hmm. But I'm always trying to like, you know, bring good energy, smiles, a little bit of sensual energy into but space. But it feels like the universe is like on your team right now yeah yeah i'm like thank you thank you mother earth i feel you (laughs) so you call the earth and it picks up (laughs) yeah literally no it does literally um so i think you know this is a i mean it's a reflection so i feel like it's good yeah 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 so i want to i want to jump into you said like of the of the abcs and all the many things Mm. and the, the spectrum of what you do one of the things that I've been really wrestling with just in my own craft is figuring out as someone who does a lot of things, when I can see the through line between them, mm-hmm. figuring out how to frame that so that other people can see it. So you're not mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm a person who does a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but like this is at the core, like what I do mm-hmm. or what I like, what everything kind of rotates around. Mm-hmm. So for you, how do you think about that? Like, what's the piece that all of these different crafts and all these different modes of making rotate around? facilitation Mm. uh i really feel like i'm always in the midst of facilitating or trying to like get people to interact in space and so my role usually is a facilitator regardless if i'm like being esthetician and giving a service it's very like therapeutic and i feel like a therapist a lot of the time Mm. or if i'm hosting a sex talk or if i'm like you know organizing people or meetings or things like that i feel like i'm always facilitating something and so my role is to like help people to understand, converse, to um, just kind of really think about things in a a more um, inclusive and collective way. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, like, it's not me. Like, maybe I might have the answer or, like, I'm thinking of, you know, what I'm trying to get us to, like, what problem I'm trying to get us to solve. But I think as a facilitator, it's all about, like, you have to have, like, it's an art. And, like, really being able to read a room and, like, energy and, like, knowing people's strengths and weaknesses or, like, if people have quieter personalities, it's like being a magician of sorts. Yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued by it as an art form because as I I think about it, right, like, like mainstream culture and society has internalized Mm -hmm. that, like, intimacy and sexuality is something to not be discussed. Mm -hmm. That's a private thing. In public communal space, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I imagine a lot of times... You know, you are amongst those who are well versed in breaking that mold, mm-hmm. but often I'm sure, you know, it's mm-hmm. just folks who are used to the norm. So how do you often like navigate or or massage mm. that membrane that mm. most people have? Into, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That membrane <laughs> 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 that most people have to, to to let the information and dialogue go through. Uh I think language is a big one. When I'm like kind of like processing this question as I'm like thinking about instances specifically at sex Kiki, where there's been like um, people's different experiences are in this space, but not everybody knows the same language. And so I think like language has been like a big thing as far as like, Oh, when somebody says queer or non-monogamy or polyfidelity or like these terms, Mm -hmm. um, or unicorn you know like just different things like that like (laughs) you know i facilitated a talk at northwestern um for a sorority and it was like queer language or like Mm. queering language and Mm. so when i was thinking about like confrontations or like um working through uncomfortable conversations it's always been about people not understanding language yeah yeah and i think i'm just that's how i massage the membrane it's like (laughs) like trying to bridge the gap between like a word that they may not understand yeah and i think it's a really big part of 
it makes sense that that's a big part of your work because, or, or how you think about it. Um, because I think part of why, whether it's like intimacy in around sexuality or just intimate topics around like people's vulnerability, mm -hmm. um, Sometimes folks, I, I won't speak for other people. Sometimes like I know I won't talk about something because for that same reason, I don't know what the, what the like acceptable language is around it or I haven't mm -hmm. worked that through um, or just whether it's acceptable or not. I just don't know how to describe something. So how mm -hmm. much of it you say like establishing some shared language, is that like defining terms communally at the beginning? Is that like you being mm -hmm. like, when we say queer, we mean this, like how much of that is top down? I feel like it's like more, it's like fluid in conversation. So I'm very good at paying attention to like people. And I also give people the space to have like paper and process outside the group while they're in the group. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's usually people like write things down and I'll be like, is anyone like, is there any language that people didn't understand? Or I'll say like, this means this in the midst of a conversation. I'm like, oh, pause. I think this is a good moment. This means this. And then yeah. continue. Or I'm like, does anybody have any questions about what was just said? And I kind of, as a facilitator, you have to like really be um, good at like knowing how to stop, pause, mm -hmm. redirect. Hold up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'm so serious. Yeah. And so, and also, like, I'm taking a, a course with um, the Illinois Humanities. It's called FOAM. So it's for facilitators, organizers, and moderators. Mm. Um, and this is like the first of its kind. And it's every Acronym Wednesday. crazy out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know, every Wednesday we foaming it out. So we have to think of a really big acronym for Ergo. We could oh, add man. that in. Like... Tune in next week. <laughs> so yeah. I, I do want to. 12 letter acronym. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, Conflicted. I'm hesitant to do it, but I, I, it feels important. So you did just say a lot of terms in a row. Most <laughs> of them, I feel I have a comfort with, mm -hmm. like, like well, queer as a concept mm -hmm. and unicorn, polyfidelity. Mm -hmm. I have not heard before, mm -hmm. and we're like, so yeah, some of those terms. Can you unpack and mm -hmm. and educate the listeners as if this yeah. is this is one of your sex talks? Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like queer is um, an umbrella term. I feel like queer. If you ask, depending on who you ask, you're going to get a different definition, right? And Which so, is kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like queer is a fluid political understanding that life is um, complex and outside of a binary and so the political needs and the um and what equity looks like is going to look different because people's needs are different um and so when people say they're they identify with queer they're saying that like they're not um well am i i'm going to say i'm speak for myself mm -hmm. i feel like it's saying that you're you live outside of a binary regardless of that like who you have sex with how you inter like move in space um, how you express your aesthetic. It can mean a lot of different things. Politically, like, you know, you alternate between, like, which you, beliefs, if, even depending mm -hmm. on, like, your experience in life or, like, where you're at um, in location and access. Yeah. Um, but so queer is, like, it's a lot. Um, when I think of polyfidelity, I think of people who are a group of people, probably, like, three or more, um, who have... Um, solidified that they're not engaging intimately depending on their understanding of what that may be it could be just sex it could be like no emotional attachments it could be whatever but they're not going outside of that group hmm. so this is like a group situation like it's think a of, commitment to a group yes but of, it's a closed relationship yes yeah. but it's a closed relationship between a group of people um and that understanding is based on those people so i can't say what that would mean yeah. um what was the other term that i said 
uh, unicorn. Was, was, was like, okay, so it's like a horse, but imaginary. Like a horn <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy because when I think about unicorn, it's kind of I a negative term, right? I don't. Th- well, I don't think so. Like, I think people have a lot of different terms what a unicorn is. I actually was obsessed with unicorns growing up. I was also kind of like this is like. <gasps> Maybe I shouldn't share this, but um, I was also obsessed with like pegging men. Like that mm-hmm. was like a, a sexual like thing that I knew that I wanted to try mm-hmm. eventually in my life. Um, but that's besides the point. So unicorn is like has a if you want to show. So yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean I've had the opportunity, but I was kind of like more like nerd. I wasn't assertive in my own like mm-hmm. desires, but now I'm like I'm ready. Like oh well, the phone lines are open. Hit seven seven nine. But unicorn, um, a unicorn is somebody who usually deals with couples. So like of somebody who is like either a romantic connection, a sexual connection, an intimate connection with a established partnership. Mm-hmm. So usually two people. Um, and I thought the idea was that they it is an expectation that is like unrealistic and they like almost don't exist of someone who you can find. No, they night. exist all the time. Okay. It cool. just depends on if you want one or not. Okay, cool. Well, then <laughs> That's my, how I feel about the animal unicorn. My limited Googling was insufficient. <laughs> no, there's but a lot of, I mean, I have friends that have been unicorns and I, I guess to some degree. Well, I shout out been. to y'all. Yeah. So um, hold on. I want to, before we go deeper down this road, the question and I'm not a big like devil's advocate guy, and I'm Ooh. not pushing back. The devil don't need an advocate, exactly. though. That's like... why I'm not a devil's advocate guy. <laughs> so this isn't this isn't an opposition, but I am thinking like for a lot of what we do here is in these conversations is like for someone who doesn't necessarily have access to this space. Like, how can we open the door, right? Mm-hmm. So before we jump like all the way in. Mm-hmm. In your experience as a facilitator and as someone who who is like working through this with with groups, mm-hmm. like when there's someone who you can tell is like dipping their toe in, but they're not quite sure whether how comfortable they are in these conversations, mm-hmm. and a lot of that I would think would be like nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you open the door to them, or wh- what do you do to try to like be like, hey, this is a space that you can be part of this conversation? Um, I think one of our house rules is step up and step back. So I tell people like depending on like how you move in space or like your personality type, be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. So like when people are quieter, I, in a, in a very like cute, polite way, I kind of like call them out and not in the sense of like, you got to say this, but I'm just like, is there something that you want to yeah. speak on? And most of the time they talk, like, yeah. it's just like, I think for me, it's like creating a, a energy and an atmosphere in which people feel comfortable in talking mm-hmm. and that's the only way i can't force anybody to talk or yeah. a- ask questions I, even if i see something that doesn't mean that they're going to be like honest in that moment and be like this is what i'm dealing with or i don't understand this yeah. all i can do is present an atmosphere an energy uh, um a welcoming presence where people feel comfortable that's all i can do yeah how do you but and this is kind of what i was trying to is like how do out, i do that or how do you do that when how do you create a space that's open for people to to take those steps when what they're doing is having these like internal back and forths with the norms that they have. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like that's just in, like, that's, that's a not, conflict that's that we idea. all yeah. like, and not saying it's on them. Like, I feel like that's a conflict that we all have and deal with. And mm-hmm. so, so, I mean, it depends on the situation. Like it, actually most people who come to, for me, like the facilitations that I've had, um, have some level of background knowledge. They've done right. some type of research or they're trying to test out something that they read or saw, mm-hmm. or they're just like there to observe. I've had that too. Mm-hmm. And so most of the time, I guess maybe I just have a like really, the only time that there's it's been um, really weird is like 
when people identify solely as straight to the mm-hmm. point where it's like you can't even be open with receiving new information, yeah. new truths that are outside of like your truth. Right. Um, and so that's a level of us not being open-minded. Right. And, that's the ooh. difference between this is how I identify. Yeah. And this is the way to identify. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I, yeah, I'm like, you sometimes you can't really do. It's like, also, is this where you, not where you parked your car? Like, <laughs> that is a, that is a great point of something I want to ask, but I want to, I want to acknowledge. Did I answer a question first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to acknowledge and be transparent about like, a conflict that I'm feeling. I think more than other episodes, mm-hmm. we are having a tendency right now to like not be asking questions about you, but really like learning as an idea mm-hmm. of like as you as an educator. Y'all gonna have to pay me, right? Yeah, we gonna have to do this another time. If y'all need help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and, and, but uh, and to not place you as an authority, right? Right. And, I'm and like, this is mm-hmm. just this is just your experience and your work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in your work, the concept of 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 queerness a la that idea of being straight is something I, I question because the logic feels like the expansion should be we should all kind mm. of break down those binaries and and be under that umbrella. Mm. Uh, but is there uh, is there ever a problem of folks who do operate within a certain privilege mm-hmm. and are like accepted within binaries kind of like dipping their toes or diluting the mm. importance of what queer identity means to folks who are marginalized um yeah i mean i think that happens all the time i was having this conversation with um bindu who is one of the facilitators at foam um and i was talking to them about a project that i'm thinking of doing and i feel like that actually really happens with like cis women mm-hmm. and like trans identities and like being it because i feel like for me as a person who's cis like i do ha- I, my sexuality isn't like salient you know what i'm saying it's not the most salient part of my identity usually i'm dealing with like um being woman and being black those are like the things that i'm dealing with the most so like i don't have to people don't ask me like are you straight or queer? like they don't ask me those things um and so i know that privilege like what am i like my queerness does look different from somebody who's right. trans or somebody who um is tgnc mm-hmm. um transgender non-conforming for those who don't know what that stands for but like yeah, I really I feel like it does happen because that's just reality. And I feel like two queerness is also de- dealing with heteronormativity. And so like the way that we form relationships also we're always dealing with like templates that are like enforced upon us by society. Mm-hmm. So even within queer spectrum and queer relationships and queer intimacy, there's always still dealing with the reality of hetero cis normativity. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, I, I'm <laughs> we I'm trying not to move on, but I'm thinking like in that like the in a queer space with people having different relationships mm-hmm. to power and privilege. Um, and Damon, I think it's something, it's a conversation that we were having not on the air. Um, and so I'm going to frame it as a question. Cause it really is a question in my mind, but for you, like how basically like with people having different relationships to different kinds of power. Right. And do you see folks like leverage, queerness as a way or specific, i'll be more oh specific. i see people like, like leverage like white folks leveraging queerness to defend or deflect from like other kinds of privilege that they're not engaging with yes yeah I, yeah i'm mean, very skeptical what, what are you thinking yeah. no no i'm just thinking of like you so you're saying like do people deflate like their privilege like even if they're an oppressed group like do they deflate other privileges that they have even within that group is that what you're saying i'm saying like people who have a privilege mm-hmm. not owning or not reflecting on that or not processing that 
because they say, well, I'm queer, so therefore I can't also be in an oppressive. I can't. Oh, I mean, that happens all the time. Like if you go to queer, the queer, uh, what is it? The queer. um, There's like a a group that I kind of don't pay attention to. It's like queer exchange. Like so there's a queer POC exchange and there's a regular queer. (laughs) But like, like seriously, like people, especially like, like cis people who are who also identify with queer or like white people who also identify with queer or gay or whatever like you see in comments you see i mean in real life like i feel like i know people who are of oppressed groups who also oppress people because of their own shit that we all deal with or live in this world yeah or people use their marginalization to also oppress the very people that they claim that they're trying to help i see that all the time um what and you, as specific or as vague as you want, but I think like what you just said is a really interesting point. Mm-hmm. What, what would be an example or, or what do you mean more by that? Um, like I'm not going to say any names, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in the queer community, there is somebody who is, um, I would say a brilliant person, right? There's a fine line between br- brilliance and insanity, mm-hmm. um, but they're very manipulative and use their trans identity to manipulate um, lovers, friends, to coerce them to like do like really harmful things to people, uh, innocent people, and I say this as a witness of it happening a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And that manipulation, um, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna. I'm, I've also been thinking about my place in this. Like, what does this look like for me as a person in this community? Is it my place to like? Because this has happened a lot. Right. Um, and you're a facilitator, right? Like that's. Yeah. It's not, you're not just a person in this you're like someone mm-hmm. who is used to and engages in that process of building yeah. bridges and all that or just like chicago small and like word of mouth is important here yeah. and like there's other groups of people that just was do some like some fucked up shit to and then this is like more queer bl- black femme circle mm-hmm. um and that's even smaller so i'm just like the way in which we treat each other is going to be known especially i'm not saying like we all do dysfunctional things we all have things that we're working through i'm not talking about that i'm talking about repeated malicious intent and lack of learning from Mm -hmm. that's what i'm talking about you know like so i see this all the time and that's also something that you know we talk about um you know the sex kiki team people like in general like queer community queer femme community um so where are you at in that question of of how you because let's put it back on you right like mm -hmm. i don't want to do what you what you have to get paid for but like yeah how do you where, where are you at in that process of figuring out your what you can bring to that and what you um, don't want to. I feel like I'm the type of person that always confronts things. Mm-hmm. And I was, I did this like a strengths finder test. This is like okay. so long ago. Facebook quiz or real? No, life? no, no. It was like a, like your book you have to buy. Okay. It comes with like a quiz. You got to take all, it's like a fucking 30 minute <laughs> ass test. Mm-hmm. You got to ask like, and honestly answer all these questions. Like, you know, not like try to pussyfoot around, like be for real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that it says is like, command like i like i know and this is something that i've been like dealing with like i don't mind addressing things that most people don't want to address like if i see something that's weird or uncomfortable and it's like choosing your battles right i'm learning the art of that (laughs) but i also be like just this is some fuck shit and i also feel like being a person that addresses things people feel comfortable if you feel tension and somebody's like oh and it doesn't have to be like some like crazy hardcore like serious it can be lighthearted. like this feels really uncomfortable like i try to make it lighthearted and playful but sometimes you just gotta say shit and so i feel like my role is like to open up a dialogue about this but i don't know what that's gonna look like just yet because you know when you bring shit to people it can be very like you know it's true and think about like how many rooms you've been in that are supposed to be like 
open liberatory spaces where you feel like tense or like there's an elephant in the room yeah people aren't addressing that Mm. and that's a tough thing to figure out how to like break that ice and not like send people running to you know Mm. i i think we've gotten to like a very heavy and theoretical place so i'm I'm gonna like you want to shift shift gears and let's go back okay and like what and where is home hold on Mm. what song did you just start singing because i was started singing uh Mm -hmm. Spaceship by Kanye West. I started singing back, Aaliyah, back, back, okay. forth, forth, yeah. Okay, let's go back, back. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, where, where, the concept of home, mm-hmm. is that a place? Do you have a place that, that is home, that is an um, origin, that you trace roots to? Um, I mean, I'm from Michigan, mm-hmm. Portage, Michigan, Kalamazoo for people who know I'm Portage. Does anybody call it the zoo? Uh, probably my mother. It's the only person that I've ever heard <laughs> call it the zoo. Zoomy boat. <laughs> Shout out to mom. Like, to- he's like, <laughs> my mother's name is Zena. Zena of the zoo? <laughs> That's wrong. My mother was That's born in good. Chicago, though. Oh, so. okay. So you yeah. still you have other family here? Yeah, like extended family, yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in Chicago? 2009. All right. I came here. We're going to do all the bio breaks. We get to the guys. What, what brought you to the city? How did you, what was that process like of, of coming into this, this big, small town? That, right? That's what it is. Um, I was just tired of being around consumed by whiteness. Mm-hmm. So I was like, where is the closest place that, like, I know I can see people of color that I'm not too far from home. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I was going to move to Arizona. I was like, no, no, no. That's like, that was not what I needed to do. So I came. <laughs> To Chicago. Why Arizona? Because it was warm and like people. Arizona is an interesting like destination. I hear people say that all the time. Arizona is not warm. Arizona is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I like being hot, so I don't know. It's just so yeah. so at this point, either <laughs> in '09 or before, um, did you have any other creative exercise or output that mm. that before facilitation or was facilitation? Um, mm. kind of your your entry point into well my whole creativity. family is musical mm. so my mother plays the drums mom and... sounds super cool Damn. Zena, Zena from the shy <laughs> who moved to the zoo plays the drums yeah <laughs> she's, a, she's a crazy one yeah tell um, us a little bit about her she's a the only girl in her family so she was raised with all brothers mm-hmm. um, you know she's very much so a, a very charismatic very into culinary, likes mm. cooking. Mm. Um, we, she has six children. I'm the oldest. Mm. The oh. youngest is 11. Yeah. Um, wow. So <laughs> she just did a lot. <laughs> What's a piece of who she is that you like intentionally carry and then what's like a thing about her that you're like, oh man, I just did my mom's thing. Mm. <laughs> I think intentionally is like charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she has a lot of charisma. And then I think and the snap off. I'm really, I'm better now. <laughs> I'm better now. <laughs> but the snap off, I'll be like, but. Standing on the shoulders of snap off giants. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The snap off, I'm like, damn, that was, I just went to zero to 100 real quick. But So did you play music? Um, yeah, I used to sing a lot in the choir at church. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle still has like a studio in his, his one of his rooms at his house. Yeah. Everybody sings and hums, you know, a little do to do, you know, all those things. <laughs> so in those spaces and because and, I want to tie in like the some of the. We talk a lot about lineage up here mm, or about like okay. kind of the strands that run throughout. Mm-hmm. So where are whether you had the language for it or not spaces where you remember thinking about intimacy, you remember thinking about like openness, 
that either was or wasn't there that like mm. now you try to replicate or you feel like you're building mm. off of. I think my mom used to introduce me to some of her friends, um, like randomly, you know, when you walk down the street and you like run into somebody, like, oh, hey, and then like they leave and then like, more context is given mm-hmm. to you. So she'd be like, oh, yeah, this person I grew up with high school, you know, uh, he was gay and, well, not he was, but he's gay and like, you know, no judgment. Like I was raised, you know, this is kind of the context of like how she was yeah. raised about like acceptance, even if you don't like necessarily agree with somebody's lifestyle. Um, yeah, my dad was incarcerated for a large part of my youth. So just thinking about like intimacy and Mm. like space and time and, um, access or like, uh, what is it like effort, even though you're not around somebody. So I remember him sending cards and like talking to him. And like when he first got out, like he was so intentional about Mm. us knowing who he was, me and my sister knowing who he was. And like, I'm cool as fuck. I'm closer with my dad than I am my mom. Mm. Um, but like. And my dad's very open mind, more open minded than my mother. Hmm. Um, That's interesting. I'm thinking about intimacy in that context. Mm-hmm. So, um, what are maybe whether they're lessons you learn from him or, or pieces that this kind of similar question that I mm-hmm. asked, like specifically in regard to to intimacy. What's something that your dad told you that you mm-hmm. hold with you? Yeah, that's powerful because I think usually the lines of folks who are are outward facing with concept of intimacy usually tr- trace it through the feminine. Mm-hmm. And through like no, I definitely trace it through my like yeah. my pops. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. So what? So where does well, it? Hear what, what's something from him that you carry with you in that? Um, the um, warmth and softness. Like he's very like. I can tell him some bogus shit. Somebody did it to me. He'll be like always positive. Never like calling them some crazy shit. Never like not very judgmental. Yeah. Um. You know. So I think about like patience. I think about like warmth and understanding. I think about um, um, also like sometimes being naive. Like when you in love, sometimes you be naive as fuck. Like, <laughs> so sometimes my dad says things. I'm like, happens. you sound naive as fuck. Like, <laughs> but he still has that mm-hmm. like that in love naive. That's cool. Yeah. Are there pieces of the um of your understanding of intimacy that you think are informed by things he learned when he was incarcerated? Like, how do you think that impacts it? Or or your relationship to his incarceration? Because yeah, I'm thinking of, like, agency and autonomy yeah. being something that's, like, so physical yeah. and tangible. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's definitely very... Um, for me, I think I'm... So, I'm going to go to some, astro- like, astrology shit. And I'm not a connoisseur or, like, an expert of astrology. But, like, my Venus sign is in Gemini. And so, I know when it comes to relationships and... Like communication is very important, whimsical, lighthearted love, like friendship is like romance to me. Mm. Um, and so when I think about like incarceration and not being able to have that access to communicate in the ways that you need to, yeah. or like letter, phone, or like maybe you don't have enough money to for a phone call, or like you know what I'm saying, all these things. Like I definitely feel like because of that, I'm always thinking of ways to really be communicative mm. in connection and mm. in relationship. Yeah, no, it's like if we can communicate across a phone line for two minutes, then like if we're in the same room, we should be able to figure yeah. out, like, you know, we, if we could do that, we can do it in the same mm-hmm. room. That's interesting. So you end up in Chicago. What what was like the first... Uh, like two, three months. Yeah, yeah, like that transition to the city. Uh, like, oh man, how do I find my feet? I was place? like... Coming from the zoo to the go. I know, right? I was like <laughs> partying a lot. I was like a whole bunch of different emotions of like insecurity and like what the fuck am i doing and should i move back home mm-hmm. and like crying and then i remember praying in the kitchen with my roommates sometimes because i would just be like but it, i would just come on and be like i know i'm gonna be great and then i would just cry and they would be like 
<laughs> just say whatever. Yeah. Also called your twenties. <laughs> yes, that's yes. interesting. I, I mean, maybe it's for like all young people, but I feel like that's for for folks that we talk to that are transplants, like the party life, club life, mm-hmm. is, point, is yeah. like usually where folks start. Mm-hmm. And that's then they're like, oh, I can't keep doing yeah, this. Yeah, I don't no, like this that much. <laughs> no, no, no. I just felt like... Too, and then I felt, I feel like I went through transition of going... You know, in group, I have a lot of different groups of people that I'm around just because that's just my personality. But, like, um, also I was learning, like, how to be in... Like, how friendship looks. And, like, sometimes friendships mm-hmm. are just different. Mm-hmm. They bring different energies to your life. So I was figuring that out. Um, yeah, also, like, the snap-off still, like, <laughs> what, was, jobs. I was, like, going yeah. through a lot of jobs. Was there a point... Where you were like, oh, I feel I have found community or I'm starting to see community or mm-hmm. I'm interacting with a few different communities in a way mm-hmm. that feels comforting or And do you affirming. feel that now? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that now. Uh, I think it was, I'm trying to think of the, the first time. I mean, I felt, of course, the queer community. I was just like, this is so great. And because I came out, I'm going to be 30 next year. So what? I came, yeah. So Congratulations. I, thank you. I mean, it's going to be real dirty and cute. <laughs> um, I came out to my mother at like 24, I think. And she was like, oh, yeah, I know. Mm. And I was like, why'd you make fun of me about it? And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know how parents play like, not like they their memories go fucked up after mm-hmm. you know yeah, you yeah. say certain shit that they don't want to talk about yeah, yeah so the she, selective memory loss yes, is a real yeah, thing yeah yeah she did yeah, that I one I can't wait to use that movie <laughs> that's such a good movie yeah I don't recall that conversation <laughs> yeah you, you said that I said you could say out after 10 yeah I don't think that was a word that came out of my mouth <laughs> yeah so she did one of those and it was just like whatever um but yeah, after it's like I shaved my head. I remember this moment. I shaved my head. I was like, okay, I'm finally out about this. Like my earliest memories of attraction was with women, mm-hmm. particularly. And so I was like more comfortable with that. I mean, I really feel like intimacy in relationships is like a process, like ebb and flow. Even like queerness is like sometimes your desires and interests in certain people, body types, identities, transitions, even within yourself and your own identity and how you express your aesthetic changes. But like when I shaved my head, I was like, that's me. Like, that's who that's how I feel like this is how I internally feel and look Mm. out externally. So like it Mm. meshed. That's like the best. Wow. That seems like that would be like the best feeling in the world. It's like, Mm. I see me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had that feeling a little bit last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What you was doing? Just looking at myself. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just looking at the mirror. Like, hey. I'm being nosy. <laughs> You're wearing like a Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> yeah, but like, I think that will like, as, apart from a group, that was like a process that I needed to go through. Mm. Um, so yeah. in that transition, let's talk a little bit, a little bit about the aesthetic changes because you mm. said you're an aesthetician what's yeah. the word I, aesthetician yeah, oh, yeah. yeah the aesthetic is on a hundred right now yeah, yeah. This, you this nobody can only, see me but us <laughs> it's truly something special so like what well when you say like you saw yourself with the shaved head and it, it like rang true mm-hmm. like the vibration was mm-hmm. even yeah um what do you think that uh new understanding it like how do you think about like the, I'm having trouble figuring out how to ask this question, but like the the aesthetic that you carry now that rings true, what helped you get to that point, or like what was the mm. look and the aesthetic before that you're like this is close, but it's not quite there. Um, I had this like baby doll bob with like it was very straight, very mm. like bang, very short, and it was cute for th- that point. <laughs> um, but I think like what really helped me transition was a good friend of mine. Um, at the time, Fade uh, was just like. 
totally supportive mm-hmm. totally like you oh, want, shout out to faith yeah like yeah. you want to know about natural hair i'm gonna get you a book and like mind you i was in a dark space in my life so i was not nice to them always like i was like hating everything didn't want to accept queerness mm-hmm. like i was kind of like in this like a lot of transition blah 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 all this shit um you just skipped a blah 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 all this shit yeah <laughs> blah 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 is like you know how like you be in this dark period of your life just think about the dark periods of your life and like how you treated people that were nice mm-hmm. to you hmm and it's not, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like animosity, but it might just be like neglect yeah. or like yeah. not giving them what you know they yeah, need or, or stuff like that. Yeah, or just saying stupid shit. <laughs> like, yeah. So for someone who thinks about communication so mm, much now, like, have you learned? I've definitely learned. Like, like from them, like really like being in their presence, like I really got to learn so much about and i was angry at like sometimes you like you get mad about knowing things you want to know right it's like don't ask something you don't want to know the answer to i was asking a lot of things i didn't necessarily want to answer Uh, to but that's really interesting mm -hmm. and i as again do that a lot yeah (laughs) i was gonna ask like because we're people who ask questions all the time and that's like the that's the mode of discovery. Mm-hmm. So when you say that, and again, as vague or as I think like my spirit get. needed to know, but like there was a still a hesitation in me being Aries and being young and like uh, like not cultivating the fire and like being able to utilize the fire in a real way. I was just like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> like very like just like not. I feel like not doing enough in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In a friendship, in a connection, like not yeah. doing enough and like having this person do all of the work, mm-hmm. which was not healthy. Yeah. So how do you encourage people, whether it's through like conversations and sex or, or other work that you're doing, like that, that equal showing up or that equal commitment or, or like what? Oh, that yeah. That's like a, a big, can we things. talk about that? Talk like about what does it look like to recip- be reciprocal in relationship mm-hmm. to, in relation to other people? Mm. Um, I feel Good like question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, this is such a loaded head. But for me, it's just like it's. I, I think about asking, right? Like, do you communicate? Like, hey, I don't know. This seems like you need this. Like suggesting almost. Like you know, like some people want you to tell them what you need, what you want. Sometimes you don't always know. Mm. So I feel like to take responsibility is like, I see this. Would it be okay if I did this? You know what I'm saying? Like some yeah. people rather just like, what do you need from me? No, like that's still having me do all the work. If yeah. you really want to be there for me, you see, I'm maybe not, I maybe can't communicate something, maybe suggest something. And then maybe we can come to an understanding together. But as a question, right? That's mm-hmm. it. It's not like assuming yeah. what the person needs. Or like, just get like, sometimes people don't know. Yeah. So how do you mediate maybe somebody not knowing or how do you mediate like trying to come to an understanding is like, ask the suggestion that you think may work yeah. and hopefully that person is in the space where they can give some type of feedback. Right. Yes, yeah. or no, positive or no. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, the very like passive exercise of are you okay mm. or how are you doing yeah. or is something wrong? Mm. Like I, I've kind of over the last year or so been like public about mental health and depression. So mm. a lot of times people ask me, are you okay? Mm. And it's like, the worst question to ever answer no, yeah. to ever after because one if the answer is no like mm-hmm. then what's no, gonna happen you know <laughs> oh, you know yeah. and and then it's also putting onus back on mm. so do you have let's put that in let's do like an exercise i feel like, like i what ask it looks like, like to do the work yeah i feel like i ask like how do you feel in your body mm. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel yeah. in your body? Because that's not like a head question. That's a like, yeah. let me let me actually pay attention to myself yeah, question. Right. Yeah. Not a like, do you have this figured out question? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's more of like, and then you can kind of like theorize about like, what is, mm, well, I'm kind of feeling relaxed, but I also, you yeah. know, it gives you more flexibility and freedom to be like, kind of trying to even almost like process a little bit, yeah. you know? 
Um, and paying attention to the physical is such an important piece yeah. of that, that I think, at least for me, that's something I really struggle with. Mm. How do you, Dame, I'm going to ask you, how do you think about this or how do you communicate this kinds of stuff in the moment, whether it's with like your partner or people you're making stuff with or like, because, you know, intimacy can look like a lot of different kinds of relationships, no, right? So, to, to how do I communicate what? Like that I'm not doing like, well? Or, or that you see, you like get the sense that the other person is wrestling with or struggling with something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that, that I um, do it perfectly, but I, I think one, just naming what I observe, mm-hmm. right? So instead of saying what's wrong with you, right? Saying I am... I'm, you know, I, I, I am noticing or receiving this and I accept that that could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking hypothetically as like in relationship to myself of like, it's kind of weird to be mad at somebody for asking you, are you okay? So it's not like a, a problem. I'm like, what would be better? So something more active, like what's the last thing that brought you joy yeah. or what is something that you're struggling with instead of like, Mm-hmm. kind of letting me set the table. And it's also like a querying of that question, right? Because it's not, are you okay? Yes or no. Right. right? It's a- it's like retail. You don't ask people like, can I help you? They'll be like, no. <laughs> yes. You got to ask them open-ended con- questions. <laughs> I mean, I'm just relating it to something basic, <laughs> yeah. but you know. <laughs> are you are you okay with those jeans? <laughs> Is that denim okay for you? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so um, I don't know if I have anything profound to say at that point. So it doesn't have to be profound. I think it's. I think it's. I think intimacy is not about being profound. I think it's about like process. Well, radio is. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, JK. let me try to. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I think it's about like the process, and that's what I had to like really accept is like the process to getting somewhere, and not like fixed or like you know what I'm saying a destination. Yeah. Like I don't think intimacy can transition even in relationships. Like you could be with somebody for like X amount of years, and like you may to not have sex or you might bring somebody in to your sex life or you may like explore using sex toys or I don't know you know like might peg the hell out of <laughs> so hopefully because then he will love you <laughs> so here's here's an exercise <laughs> I have I know the next two questions that I have so I'm gonna oh, okay. ask them back to back but you don't have to answer the second one if I know I ain't gotta answer nothing <laughs> if the flow goes somewhere else <laughs> no, it's okay. so, you don't get fired <laughs> but I just want to like kind of set the parameters of what I okay. think and, and give the power to you some more so uh first I want to now I think we like got a little bit of you and mm-hmm. like coming into a new space I would I would like to go into the moment of where like you internalize these things and then it became an outward work, right? Mm. Like what, what was that moment of like oh, I got a lot shaping of and, no, and, really and curating and crafting of like, oh, I'm going to do this and mm. people are going to be involved in me doing this. Mm. And then lastly, kind of from our experience, right? Like after you do something for a while, you have something that you go in with it, but mm. then you like through practice, have these learned lessons, right? Mm. So I think we had an idea and like a kind of like a a template or a brand of what we want the show to be. Mm -hmm. But then after doing it and then trying to talk about people about doing it, Mm -hmm. we have a whole new understanding, even though it's not different from what we started, it Mm -hmm. is just so much denser. So so I want to start with what what was the moment of stepping into the work? Mm -hmm. And now that you're doing the work, do you have any like new lessons or understandings? Um... There's like, that's, there's so many instances. I think like growing up with a single parent of six, um, seeing the, the, like the struggles, the intensity, the celebrations, the joy, just the complexity of it all, um, was a part of that. Um, also growing up in a family of people who are very like communicative and not this, it was perfect, but like 
you know, I feel like I talk to my uncles and we're like, it's like we, they like, we communicate about a lot of different things. Like it's a very like theorizing. It's very like people this, or like, you know, just talking about things. Um, also, but I was doing this like not as serious. So that started from, I don't even remember exactly why that started. I think it's because like, I've always been like the sensually heightened and aware person and so this is kind of an energy that I always roll with. And sometimes like people give me energies that I don't even know if they know that they're like, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's like intrigue and fear. Sometimes it's like, I will fuck the shit out of you, but I'm going to move around and go somewhere else. Like it could be like, I feel like you're like picking up on. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, it, it doesn't mean like it's always all the time, but I like, I do feel energies. And, but I think the, the instance where I was like, yes, I'm going to be really more hardcore about this is when I was in south africa when i was in morocco and just seeing how people women particularly um were being treated and like just the pulling and the and the demand for a female body and the like you know just the male gaze and like all these things that i would say just specifically in like nightlife on long street how was it different from here in the states um it's more passive here in certain Mm. ways i'm like uh, and not always i'm not saying like this is all i'm saying in certain instances in spaces that i've been in mm-hmm. um i feel like i can be more i feel like first of all chicago prepared me to do some world traveling first of all mm-hmm. but i'll say like also i felt um with even within chicago there's a level of privilege that i had um or have it's still here um and like being in the united states and like the progressive quote-unquote progressive nature mm-hmm. of certain places you can be in so i can be half naked in certain spaces that i'm in here and no one does anything or like i can wear a short skirt and like people ain't gonna say shit but there's also a flip of that where that does happen like right. or regardless of what you're wearing people do get you know hollered at or touched or raped or harassed, or, harassed yeah. or all those things yeah, yeah. so there's the complexity of that, right? But, like, I'm saying specifically I saw um, how casual it was for, like, hmm. your phone gets stolen. Like, for a woman to, like, so a man try to, like, lift a girl's skirt up walking down. Like, I'm saying within 24 hours of me being in a space. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, like, they don't have complexities there and all these things. I'm saying, like, what my experience was. Right. And so seeing Things that, that are like a possibility yeah. here were like a given there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just really crazy and like complex. And like I had my own sexual assault in South Africa. So I was just also like, oh, this is a lot. And then being in Morocco and like that was a lot. Like now I wouldn't even travel without a man with mm. me. Like that was like my experience. Yeah, I remember sitting abroad and like the program giving the women on the program like those warrant like that advice. Like if mm. you're going to go to these specific countries like travel with another dude from the program. yeah yeah so that was my experience so it's like seeing that have my own experience um you know just the complexities of all that i was like this is so necessary even like then then sex kiki became a process by which i was able to process and yeah. kind of like work through um things situations uh, people often talk to me about um their sex lives like I don't know what it is about me. Like, this is before, like, this is, like, not even knowing what I do. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's the interesting thing about being a facilitator, right? Is that when you're asking people the questions, it's all a projection, or often it's a projection, and mm-hmm. it's, like, there for you, too, you know? Yeah, you're, it's, like, what your work is is also a part of healing that you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a testament to the realization that you had of, like, when you said you looked in the mirror and saw yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there, you, I think you, like, physically embody 
and aesthetically present like the way uh, I, I think it like attracts people so people see that and they're like oh i know what i know what you know i know I, yeah <laughs> i know what you do at night <laughs> <laughs> which is a slippery slope i know i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i meant to say it in a compliment yeah. no, no 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 it's cool like no yeah but yeah i think hmm. yeah i think too it's like a right right aesthetic or like me like being like oh i see myself it was like me being able to be unapologetic about things that i'm interested in i also was that person that like teenager that was like watching all these real weird hbo shows about sex, oh, like, real oh, yeah. sex shows? yes oh, yeah. i was like sneaking and watching porn only lesbian porn because i was like oh, i don't want to see like men were real, really weird to me at that point in my life um also men in porn is different from men yes, in the world yes that's true i was just like <laughs> some of us have hair somewhere <laughs> like a thing in the world <laughs> that's so funny yeah it was just like the, the porn culture like you know it's and now knowing about like more indie porn styles or like just like different levels of like just like watching porn or mm-hmm. like just like magazines whatever i was always into the women because that seemed more mm-hmm. fun and lighthearted. and <laughs> more whimsical yeah literally it's less like a man like yeah, yeah yeah i yeah. think i agree <laughs> yeah so even like processing that um i don't know so like i think like that aesthetic piece it was just like, oh, I'm finally like being okay with sensuality or like that mm. energy part of my life or me or my being or my energy. Yeah. Um, and then seeing why other seeing other people weren't being able to like live their truth or like mm. wear a short skirt or wear sweatpants or wear whatever. Yeah. And just why I thought I was like, we need to be talking about these things. I want everybody to have great sex if that's what they want to do. Or I want everybody to be able to like um have pleasure in a way that is like consensual and consenting and just captivating and like get off on whatever you need to get off. like i'm just like all about people having like really radical ass pleasure and to the you know we say like radical means to the root like that mm. to the root yeah. yeah whether that's sweatpants or mini skirts yeah or with a person or not, or not or with, with, with five people or mm. yeah what um or understanding the constructs that restrain yeah yeah, yeah. so what are the like mistruths or untruths that people bring to you most like people who think that they've gotten to the root i think it's like people just be thinking they like people don't i don't know they be thinking they know everything about shit they never tried that's the (laughs) thing that people do the most that i've seen is Mm -hmm. like i can't do this because i'm like well have you tried it have you done research no i'm like okay then (laughs) like that's the most reoccurring thing is it's like have built all this understanding about something they don't even know. Yeah, 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 that's the biggest thing. And I think that's like the the central like contradiction of like the the hyper macho like cishet man. It's mm. it's about a lot of inexperience that like you yeah. speak about with authority. Yeah. It's things that you like mm. actively refuse to do that mm. you then condemn. There's a really cool. Um, Hmm. podcast called the liberated woman and she has this man cis male identified person on the show talking about intimacy and pleasure hmm. um and one of the things that came up was like the way in which you access your body for pleasure so she was like yeah like some men won't even let you touch their ass specifically yeah. or like th- why is the ass already associated with like homosexuality yeah. and like 
Um, you ever seen the thing? It was like dudes who won't even wipe their own ass. Yeah, somebody, somebody <laughs> told me that the other day, and I was like, "Yo, asshole, probably itch." Is that that's real? The, that's the <laughs> first. <laughs> yes, that's the first thing that I was like, "You're you probably are itching like really badly." That's why I just think I don't know. Yeah, just from a from a like hygiene, like yeah, yeah. I'm just like this is like that's like a prime example of like you know that phrase of like the oppressors hurt my oppression too mm, type thing. Yeah, like that's like, a prime example. Of like, come on, man. Yeah, like, it's just like it's so <laughs> you're really deep. cutting off your nose. To Despite that face. Keeping it wrong goes wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's just, but it's like real, right? I think about like even in like queer spaces, like we internalize um, these perceptions of like what pleasure or Mm. like what being gay or something looks like sometimes. Like, you know, we're all dealing with these things all the time. So I think, Mm. um, like Christiana says, with Black Sex Matters, like to decolonize pleasure is like essential because it's like a part of that, the revolution. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, at the end of the day, like, if you're not trying to process why you think these things about pleasure and, like, we all got here from some form of, like, procreation, right. like... First of all. Yeah, that's <laughs> the real why it's like... Yeah. Someone so. was doing something. None of us are removed from it. Yeah, yeah. and, like... Also, shout out Big Sis and Christiana. Talking about to the root. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I'm just, like... Yeah, we have to be decolonizing because it's like it's just a part of it. Like pleasure is not outside of that. Intimacy is not outside of that. Relationship structure, styles, all of that is not outside of that. Yeah. And do you see in organizing spaces pushback against that being part of the conversation? Mm. Or not pushback, but like people are a discomfort. Like people can talk about systems of oppression all day. Then when they get to that relationship mm-hmm. to systems of oppression, people like step back. Um. I feel like I see, damn, I don't really see, I've seen pushback maybe like once in a in an instance that I had, oh, twice, once was like when I was hosting a sex talk and it was mostly virgin women who were like 21, 22, and they were saving their virginity for marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one was like a cis, um, hetero black woman was in a group full of queer people and they just was like couldn't like they felt like challenged too much those are the two instances most of the time i like i really make it my mission to create a space where like people are open and i think most people aren't going to but most people are um forgiving if you're genuinely like just curious and trying to understand versus like you acting like the end all be all like i think human beings are forgiving when you're genuinely just interested in trying it's like it's almost like if you like get somebody's identity or I'm not going to like yell at somebody if they're like trying or like they forget to say something mm-hmm. and they're like oh like you can genuinely see that they're trying like I'm annoyed by the person mm-hmm. who think they know because that's empathy right mm-hmm. that's and that's like understanding of like you're not also in that you know that's the thing about being a good facilitator is that you don't think you know all the answers no either. I don't actually <laughs> <laughs> well here's something that we hope you yes, do have an answer that was, that was so hey in abruptly but this was a very substantive conversation but our, the cornerstone of our show is a game we like to play it's centered around accountability there's mm-hmm. a sect of the world that has run amok mm-hmm. and those people are r&b singers and so every week we <laughs> like to invite our guests to start beef with an r&b singer oh my god and so off the top of your head with no preparation of any era from david ruffin to tory lanes and anything in between and beyond beef with the r&b singer and why I don't know if they consider if they're considered like iron. We're fluid. We'll make it over. Yeah. <laughs> Let's clear the army line. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have a beef with anybody, but I've been really thinking about Azalea Banks a lot lately. Hmm. 
um in this can i talk about is that okay yeah, 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 yeah. um <laughs> no, she's actually our she's our funder <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> she's not. Uh, i was like that's hilarious um, she did grow up very not like three miles from and she went to the same high school that my brother goes to oh. but she's not listening <laughs> um no i'm just like i'm intrigued and just like she's very controversial and like i've just been really like meditating on <laughs> you know like the whole cardi b shit that i saw mm, on like twitter and, yeah. and i'm just like i don't know if i don't know like i don't have enough context of course about her life but i also i'm just like is this just like some woman against woman shit for like for the sake of for the sake of and like more power to anybody who need pr is good you know whatever yeah. but like i'm like is this hurting her career and then the whole thing when she was dating this guy and he like wore what was he was like wearing a shirt that was like he was wearing the byp hoodie that byp sent him the um i think it was unapologetically black yeah yeah and yeah. i was just like okay i don't know that just kind of made <laughs> yeah. my energy doesn't feel like and innately i was just like this is some fuck shit but like because she's like that both, was a big music scratch moment she's yeah. like <laughs> she's like both like very like art arty arts yes. world and also mm-hmm. like definitely from uptown in new york like she's <laughs> living back those contradictions yeah. like every mm-hmm. single day yeah i mean so i definitely don't have enough context about her life but i definitely like meditate and think about like what are you doing sometimes i'm like what are you doing sometimes i'm like yes and then i'm like what the fuck is it like i go like yeah. I, I like that i have a lot of feels when i think of her she definitely is like ignites a lot of like yeah, it's meditations one of our one of our most uh nuanced and like understanding beefs we've had we appreciate it so before we get out of here any plugs any where can they find Uh, you on the social medias any we we said the 18th yeah the 18th so that's next saturday Mm -hmm. at the geo lofts in bridgeport it's like on iron street so that's 3636 south iron street so i'll be doing a live show from a 9 to 11 and then on social media koreama couture everywhere you know all right. Mm-hmm. I actually, I really like. Usually, I don't like when people have music that automatically plays on their website. Oh, you looked at my website. But that beat is really, really good. <laughs> and it loops. So I was like sitting there, like writing my prep, making the website. Oh, this shit go. <laughs> Word. Well, much great. love. Thank you for being here. This was great. Thank we are y'all. Ergo Radio at Ergo Radio everywhere. We'll be back next week with another conversation from Chicago and beyond. Much love to the people. Peace. <laughs>